Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today I'm talking about the Almug tree. Now in 1 Kings 10.12, we read of the Almug tree. Now, I enjoy learning about the plants and animals of the Bible, so I was curious about this named tree. It's also called the algum tree, and no one is quite sure of what type of tree it is. It could be sandalwood or not. Let's delve. First, the verse from 1 Kings 10.12. The king made from the almug trees supports for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, and lyres and harps for the singers, Such almug trees have not come in again, nor have they been seen to this day. Now, the commentary says, quote, almug trees, parenthetically, along with the valuable presence of the Queen of Sheba, is mentioned a foreign wood, which was brought in the Ophir ships. It is thought by some to be sandalwood, others to be deodar, a species of fragrant fir, much used in India for sacred and important works. Solomon used it for stairs in his temple and palace, 2 Chronicles 9-11, but chiefly for musical instruments. That was from the Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary. I have a picture on the blog, a close-up of a harp. It's a salvi harp. And I learned that those harps today are made of spruce, beech, and maple. Well, here's Poole's commentary. Quote, almug trees, also called by an inversion of the letters, usual among the Hebrews, algum. 2 Chronicles 2, 8 and 9, verse 10. Whereof there were some in Lebanon, but the best sort came from Ophir as is here said. And in the Easton Illustrated Bible Dictionary, we read about the almug tree from the same verse from 1 Kings 10, 11, and 12, and 2 Chronicles 2, 8, 9 to 10 and 11. Almug in the Hebrew occurring only in the plural almugim, indicating that the wood was brought in plank, It's the name of a wood brought from Ophir to be used in the building of the temple. Some suppose it to be the white sandalwood of India. A Santalum album that botanists say a native of the mountainous part of the coast. It's a fragrant wood and it's used in China for incense in idol worship. Others, with some probability, think it was the Indian sandalwood, a heavy, fine-grained wood. It is found on the Mandal coast and in Ceylon. Well, that was from the Illustrated Bible Dictionary and all three that I read, Jameson Fawcett Dictionary and Poole's Commentary, speculate. Nobody's quite sure what the almug tree was, but it must have been beautiful and sturdy for Solomon to use it in the uh, temple and for musical instruments in worship. 
when the new earth is created, it's not going to have any taint of death or sin. All cemeteries will be gone. You will never see another tombstone. There will be no animal or human bones anywhere. And the tree of life will be front and center. And all the plants and vegetation and trees as described in Genesis 1 and 2 will be restored. They'll be freshly growing in a ground not cursed by God, as we saw in Genesis 3.17. Maybe we'll see the almug tree or the mustard tree mentioned by Jesus as having the smallest seed. Renewed may be the great cedars of Lebanon or the terebinth tree where Abraham passed. Personally, I am interested to see in our future new earth olive groves without a curse on them. I enjoyed seeing them in Italy when I was there. Olive grove, olive tree leaves are silvery and in a grove when the dusky setting sunlight or the luminous moonlight shines on them, they have an ethereal beauty that I still think of to this day. 27 years after seeing them, how beautiful it will be when it's renewed and restored. How beautiful all the vegetation will be. God's creation now is certainly beautiful. And when we see it fresh and remade, we will praise him all the more for being the originator of creation beauty. Well,